You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, live... Twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. Yes, every Wednesday night we watch NXT. We are NXT friends. Friends! And we'll always be your NXT friends. Yes, my friends. We were negative Nancy's last week because we were hot off a, a war games, a hot war games show, might you you might say. And uh, I felt like it didn't it didn't kick into gear and we were we were we were called out. We were meanies. We uh, yeah, we we got a lot of uh kind of comments and criticism yeah. I I feel personally I stand by what we said yes. Look, we've got no problem with the talent in NXT we've got no problem with the direction it was just it wasn't creative for me mm. and it was just a bad promo kicking off the show and it sets the tone that, that opening segment sets the tone for the rest of the show and that's why I say this because I bring it up right away is because this week felt like maybe someone listened to us. I, I think so. Cause you started with a hot tag and it was awesome and it, it kept, kept me in a better mood for the whole show. Yeah. Um, definitely. The thing is, it's sure like Kyle making fun of the British accents funny, but we're talking about this is your main event like scene. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking kind of that video package everyone goes to is rock Austin my way. Yeah. And can you imagine that video package is just, oh, well, you haven't been around for six months. Oh, well, oh, do, 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 do. Like mocking the guy. Can like you imagine, <laughs> like, no, it's, I want good dialogue. I want good acting. I want good wrestling. Yeah. And that's what was lacking for me last week. I agree and 100%. I, I stand by what I said. We still love NXT. We loved War Games. We loved Halloween Havoc. 
we we love this show. We are your NXT friends. Yeah. Um. But what what do they say? Opinions are like assholes, right? Everyone's got them, and a lot of shit comes out. Just or my whatever. opinion, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I know. I know that we were kind of negative because it did not feel like the right direct something creatively wasn't there and i know some people agreed with us as well like the the sizzle was there the steak is always here the wrestlers the talent are awesome but the sizzle something around the way things are just maybe creative the writing or something um and it seems like tonight was a was a really good show just off the bat i i know that we were we were griping last week i feel as well we judge nxt based on a scale of nxt we don't base it judged on how um other shows are people like well if it could be worse, it could be raw. Sure, it could be raw. But we're, we're comparing it to the NXT shows of the past that we've loved. Yeah. Like, the way I see it, my football team could be fourth in the division. But if it, we were first the last three or four years, fourth is still great. Fourth in a top league, out of how ma- however many teams, it's a good position to be. But I want to be first. Right. That's how I want NXT to be. It used to be top. Used to be the best wrestling show out there, and I still want it to be that. And uh, I think this week was uh, definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, and I think so. I'm not Nancy today. You're a positive a Portman. Positive Portman. Yeah. yeah, positive Portman. That's what we want to hear. Uh, I know. And the the Twitch room are pointing out that my team is very much 15th in the division. I know. I'm using an example. But. Uh, I feel like I've. <laughs> I'm a football. Uh, I said football, soccer expert. I watched a little bit of this Ted Lasso show. Yes, and uh, I know everything about there is about uh, English soccer, football. I'm just going to call football. I, I am Canadian. We call it soccer here too, but come on, it's football. Um, and I, I felt like a, much of an expert, and I know that uh, some. I, I don't know. I, I watched some of it on Apple TV, and some so much of the football stuff. I'm like, now I feel like I can join in on conversations in group chats <laughs> that I have nothing, no interest about. Yeah, I've heard uh, really good things about Jason that Sudeikis. Show. Is really um, funny. Actually, the uh, Geek Centric podcast was one of the okay. shows that recommended it. And oh, okay. We just put out our show with Geek Centric Kev on Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, on the Patreon. Yeah. So, uh, definitely one I want to check out. At some um, point. We we did a Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is crazy con- uh, review on the Patreon this week on an episode of Up Yours, where we talk about that movie, and it's I, I didn't realize it was a polarizing movie. No, uh, me neither. So we talk about that, and it's interesting because they film it all around where we we live. Uh, so that is pretty awesome. Uh, we're going to be doing a movie next week for Christmas, Black Christmas, the OG horror movie, also filmed. Uh, right around here. So we're just right. filming all these, oh, yeah. reviewing all the movies that are filmed in Toronto, it seems. Uh, but one of the ones that we're doing this week, this week on the Patreon, um, $5 a month gets you access to all the sh- these shows. North American Tier gets you all the, all the good stuff, I'd say, including our review from the six of Krampus. Krampus, yes. Wow. We go into old folklore Urban legends, all of this thing. You better not. Tony Collette, Adam Scott. Um, Hey guys, I spoilers. This is a great Christmas movie. (laughs) Honestly, go ahead and watch this. It's so much fun. And yeah, check it out before you listen to our review because I really think if you're into your silly Christmas films. Uh, With a twist of horror, twist of horror, twist folklore, of some soldiers, mythology, whatever stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we talked about, I get to talk about Phil Hartman just even more, <laughs> which I can always do. Uh, that was, we just, we actually recorded that today and that was one of our most fun we've had on a show for sure. Talking about Christmas and all these Christmas movies and stuff, Meet, meeting horror in a little weird way. So that is another show we have up there. Uh, obviously AEW, the whole Kenny Omega on Impact. You did a free show with Andrew Thompson. Uh, you, you, you lent your hand out again. The bridge is not burned. It, it it's still it's still okay right now yeah yeah um we've been getting really good feedback for those impact reviews so if you're someone it seems like some people are like really kind of missing impact podcasts and stuff so uh if you're one of those people definitely check it out it's on both our feed and the post wrestling feed but download it from our feed um yeah and give us good review give us all the likes all the stuff it yeah. helps us in all the little ways um Thank we'll be you. taking a little break over christmas because i think they're doing best of shows but we're going to uh try and maintain that for the the near future while this AEW impact relationship is going on um, uh because we do AEW Dynamite reviews every Thursday, patreon.com. And, uh, if, I mean, we, we call it up an extra, but we're, we gotta change it to BDE Elite. Yeah. Obviously. Rebrand. Uh, so in the new year, look forward to that and some news on, on more AEW talk. But if you wanna listen to us talk about AEW, that is definitely where you can go because, yeah, the impact thing, my whole view of how Kenny Omega, Thanos, grabbing all the Infinity Stones of wrestling, he's been doing just that and, uh, we have Wrestle Kingdom in the near future. Uh, Kota Ibushi could walk away the IWGP world champion and hold it for a year for my end game. Until We're- a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a work, bro. Uh, yeah, I want my end game of Kenny versus, uh, Kota Ibushi. And then phase two, if you want to call it that, would be Hangman. So there's something, I don't know. I, I like this story. I like what Kenny Omega has done. They're like, hey, everyone wants AEW to have that open door thing with, well, I guess not everyone, with New Japan. But then it didn't really happen. So they go, hey, why don't we just do it for, with companies here? So they do some talent exchanges with MLW and then they do some, some stuff with Impact now. And it's gotten Impact the most eyes it's gotten in oh, yeah. for however long. Uh, so I think it's just super smart. This, this Don Callis, Kenny Omega thing is one of the hottest things in wrestling in a little Absolutely, while yeah. I, I would say and it's it's and it's it's crazy uh i love the stuff that they've been doing with his his tour bus his helicopter i think he's a fantastic character that he's kind of coming into that we all expected from like he's really guy. coming into his own now i think don Callis is excellent with him but it's better in kenny as well yeah. you, can, you can see them like just buzzing off of each other mm-hmm. uh it's really cool to watch and it's definitely made the industry exciting. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it adds a little fl- like thing where it's like, we didn't have that before. We've never seen this kind of happen. So uh, l- there's going to be more impact crossovers. Again, we haven't watched AEW Dynamite tonight, but going forward, it looks like they'll do crossovers with this company for a little while. Especially, um, like, the, the buzz all of that's getting. And then I tuned into Monday Night Raw on Monday, yeah. obviously. And I don't know why I did it to myself because <laughs> I don't know why you did it. It was so bad. Um, as we said, like kicking off the show with something hot, you get you you turn on dynamite and you get a like a hot young bucks match. Tonight you had a hot tag match on NXT, and then you turn on Raw and it's Miz reading the night before Christmas with uh, John Morrison in a kilt, pretending to be Braveheart, and you just go like, who's like, why do you think this is entertaining? And the ratings really 
showed that this week. Um, their ratings plummeted, and I know there's a lot of talk about that. And I personally think it's a good thing, because hopefully it's a wake-up call, and I, I really hope that the powers that be see that rating and don't go, oh, well, Drew McIntyre's our champion, so it must be his fault. I hope they look more inwards and realise it's it's them, because their talent is like nothing they've ever had before. The WWE has such a stacked, talented roster yep. that they shouldn't be putting out shit week after week on a Monday. Um, SmackDown's up and down for me. Sometimes it's pretty good. Other times, eh, not so much. Yeah. But I really hope that's the wake-up call. And finally, it's almost two years to the day that Vince, Stephanie, Triple H came out on TV mm. and apologised and said, we're the bosses now. They said, we're sorry, we're going to give you, the what people, you what you want. So then two years later, AEW is a, ch- a show that <laughs> yeah. has, some would say, beat them in the demographic. Uh, I don't know. I don't, ratings to me, it's like, yeah, cool, the ratings. And we, we go all over ratings and, and verses on Up Nextra a lot. But I feel like it's cool to have competition. Like, like when you like one thing, a, a certain thing like pro wrestling, you want to try and watch other types of it because there's so much different. Like music fans like to listen to different types of things. For sure. Different types Just of movies. because I like horror films doesn't mean yeah. I don't want to watch a rom com. Doesn't mean I don't want to watch uh, yeah. a historical piece or whatever. I love movies. Yeah. And I want to watch a lot of good movies. I want them all to succeed. So I it, don't want Raw to be bad. Yeah. You want you know? everything I to want be it good. To be good, especially now I'm like not working Monday nights at the bar and I can actually like do some work at home and have raw in the background much rather be distracted by it and it be a good show you know exactly and i feel like we were really harsh on nxt because nxt used to be kind of a different show even though yeah it's a wwe owned show and it's it still felt different whereas i i think some of the stuff that they've been doing is very like cut and paste of what the main roster has become you start off with a promo that didn't really hit and then it just the rest of the show kind of drags mm-hmm. on what now, I, I mean, just not saying now, but tonight's episode definitely felt different. It but felt they they took a step in the right direction. Yeah, I thought, which I, I, I liked. I know they're doing TLC this Sunday. You'll yep. be doing a watch along. I will indeed. So join us um, seven p.m. on the Twitch feed, twitch.tv forward slash up next. I'll be joined by John Sino, uh, as always. I'll be joined once again by Jordan Goodman, who joined us for the oh yeah uh, Triple Mania watch along. Oh. And world champion Rob McDonald will be joining us. So that's uh, to look forward to this Sunday. Yeah, we did a watch along with uh, your friend Hogan Bay and Jordan joined us. And then we watched Triple Mania, which we do not know much about AAA wrestling. And that was one of the most fun watch alongs ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Iguana Man. Iguana Man. Yeah. Is he okay? I hope so. I've been checking on his uh, Instagram. uh, Vikingo, who stole the show and oh, didn't yeah. even have a match. Yeah, uh, crazy. Kenny versus uh, Laredo Kid was amazing. Again, we did a free post show. It's on this very feed if you haven't checked that out. That was interesting because we're talking about completely different like wrestlings with some tie-ins to what's what's going on with Kenny with the Infinity Stones. He just had he's got Impact, which is going to be the Canadian title. AAA is supposed to be what the Mexico title. He's going to go over for Japan over there. Like he's just going to go after. All these titles for all all over the world to be a world wrestling champion of some yeah. capacity. Uh, yeah, so we did that show as well, which was awesome. But TLC, watch along and show. Uh, the watch along and hangouts are free on the twitch.tv slash podcast. And uh, tune in and follow and all that stuff because we game. And like you said, we might 
put it on while we watch Raw and stuff like that. We'd like your um, suggestions for 2K matchups in the future as well, considering we what, today we'll be talking about one of the guys in Ever-Eyes basically calling out Goldberg. So we got to do that dream match. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all this stuff. And of course, Twitter, Instagram, at UpNextPodcast. Follow us. Give us the likes, all that stuff, and follow what we've been doing. Because we have a lot of shows. We do. One more final plug when we're talking about our future shows. We have put out the shortlist now of our top 25 matches of 2020. It's controversial. There might be some matches you think should be there on there and they're not and you're very welcome to think that yep. but we've done a, a top 25 and if you go on either the patreon or our facebook group you'll be able to see that list and we want to hear your top 10 matches from that list we then take all of those votes together to compile the ultimate top 10 for 2020 and the first show will be coming out at the end of next week. So you've got a few days before I'll be cl- closing the votes to get those votes in. You can vote either by messaging us on Facebook or by replying to us on Patreon. So yeah. patreon.com forward slash up next, up next podcast on Facebook. So we have so much stuff going on. Obviously, the end of the year coming to an end. We're going to be having Best Match Ever Part 1, where we talk about 10 to 5 from that list, like you said, when it finalizes for next later next 10 to week. 6. Sorry, 10 to 6. <laughs> yes, maths. Quick maths. And then in January, early January, is Part 2 of that, where we'll be talking 5 to 1 of the top matches of 2020. But because you're listening to Up Next, you like free stuff. Well, Best End of the Year coming. Best and worst of NXT will be dropping in a few weeks. So listen It'll for- be, yeah, uh, the... Wednesday 30th, because we'll be going live. Um, we'll do kind of a slightly different show that night. We'll be running down that week's NXT. Yeah. But kind of instead of this usual kind of news and banter we start off with, we're going to go right into our awards, best and worst of NXT 2020. Uh, and we'll be doing that show live as well. So uh, all the stuff, patreon.com slash up next. Only five bucks gets you access to all the shows and every show we've been doing the past year. We should have a... Uh, when we do a best of something, we got to get our listeners to give us a best of best and worst of our shows. <laughs> worst last week. Apparently. Last week was the worst, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all the stuff, all the wrestling, all the movie reviews, all that stuff coming free feed on the Patreon feed. We love podcasting. We're stuck inside. We're boring. We're waiting this this out for the Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I finally got my health card. You have a health I've card. I've been here almost five wow. years, and I I finally pull my finger out and decided i should get my health card <laughs> wow yeah free health care in canada so I now get free yeah canada. Woo. Canada. vaccinate me vaccination for a vacation yeah holiday vacation um did you happen to see this that guy who the tyson fight the paul guy jake paul who punched oh. out and like a 36 year old like other sports player yeah Nate robinson yeah yeah so he cuts a promo online calling out Conor McGregor offering 50 mil for a fight. It's totally out of the pages of pro wrestling. This yeah. guy in his car, cigar, like talking shit. But uh, I feel like the Conor McGregor thing is he hasn't like responded. He's offered him like 50 mil or yeah. something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's very pro wrestling um, because look at the way Conor McGregor and Money, Money Mayweather, like how they booked their fight. That was, that was pro wrestling. Yeah. So like, it's just interesting. I don't think McGregor would do it for 50 mil. I think McGregor would be like, yo, put up a hundred and a hundred each and the winner take all kind of thing. Cause he's, he would, he's contracted to UFC, right? 
I believe so. so. He is fighting soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, he also called Dana White a few nice, not so nice words. Um, and then, uh, asked, I, I think he should come into the UFC. Should be like CM Punk, special celebrity. That's what like boxing has become. Like the Mike Tyson quote unquote fight wasn't really a fight, but it's like a pay per view kind of spectacle. And we're all stuck inside these days. Everyone wants these pay per views. Just have everyone fight. Yeah. What was that? Um, there was that kind of claymation comedy celebrity death match. Celebrity death yeah, match. Yeah, just yeah. have it for real. Now. That'd be great because that's what like AEW is going to do. What Shaq and Cody? Like, okay, well, it doesn't sound yeah that that good. Um, you know, I don't care about a YouTuber. The other pool. Logan Paul has got a fight with Mayweather now. Like, that's confirmed. Yeah, so, like, what's going on? But, I mean, realistically, I mean, he's going to get murdered. Fuck these guys. But it's basically going, hey, do you want to make a fuck ton of money and just get murdered on TV? If that's what it's going like, to be. I mean, fuck. yeah. I, if it was quick, like, if one blow knocks me out, I might. Yeah. If it's a good paycheck. I don't know. Someone I, went to you, do you want 100 mil to get knocked out in two seconds on TV? <sighs> Be like, yeah, right. Not by Mike. Tyson. I'll be a meme for a month, and then if it's by Mike, Mike Tyson, you, you're, you might die. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I like my face. <laughs> I know we're podcasters, but <laughs> as people see on Twitch, we have okay faces. We're pretty <laughs> handsome men. This is the money maker, as wrestlers would always say. Uh, it's just interesting because it's like pro wrestling, obviously trying to sell fights and things like that. I thought the pro, I thought it was. A, I think he's a bit of a, a dick. This oh, guy. they're all dicks. Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's face it. Yeah. Just Conor McGregor say. isn't. How did you baby face Conor McGregor? How did that happen? How did you do I that? Know, he's, it's weird. I wouldn't say. Yeah, baby I know, face but to me. like, still, now people are gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, Conor McGregor, the kick mm. his ass." So he did, and essentially, um, good stuff. That that boxing UFC world. Uh, I guess we should talk about this week's NXT. Yeah, let's do it. NXT from December sixteenth, two thousand twenty, CWC, and we're starting off with a match. That's right. They heard us complain about starting off with kind of a weird promo. It's a hot match, a hot tag, if you will. Leon Ruff and Kushida versus The Way, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. I love that Gargano's managed to get that Star Wars reference as his, as his faction's name. Yeah. This is The Way. Uh, yeah, the whole, they just jacked it from the Mandalorian. Yeah. Which has been crazy. And, uh, look for Mando review coming sometime Christmas, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. So the way start this off, uh, Gargano, Kushida, the story of this, Kushida joined Leon Ruff last week, kind of being like, I'll be your partner. Yes. I can help you. So that's what's happening tonight. And Leon Ruff and Gargano are going at it and he hits a running head scissors for a near fall on Johnny. Johnny keeps stopping him from tagging in Kushida. What we all want to see is Johnny and Kushi tie it up, but it's not happening. And he's tagging in and out with Theory. Uh, Kushi finally gets like this hot run where he's beating everyone up and goes for this, like, to, to help clear the outside so Ruff can do this spot where Ruff in the ring runs and does this double jump up to the top rope. We saw him do this at War Games and then jump off the top rope to the outside to everyone. But mid jump on one of the ropes, Leon Ruff slips and just falls to the outside. Was very unfortunate, and they—I don't think they replayed this they did at not. all. You had the ref check on him right away. He seemed luckily fine. Uh, I've not heard any news, kind of post show. Uh, yeah, hear how he is, but he continued the rest of the match. Yeah, so it's basically the ref. Okay. Like he, they get he checks on him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm okay." So they continue on, but it was an unfortunate slip up there. But yeah, kind of scary. They, yeah, at least he's okay because it could have went not oh, yeah. so good. 
so he gets in the ring, but gains control of Theory with a spike DDT. There's then Theory and Johnny who come back with like a missile drop kick that Theory does when he rolls into the ring. And then Johnny's missile spear, which they're calling it that now. The missile spear. Slingshot spear? Missile spear. Yeah, I guess it's still it's a, a missile. missile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we go to commercial, but when we come back, there's Theory in control who's tagging in Johnny. But then finally, it's Kushida who gets tagged in. He's coming in wrecking shit. Does his hip toss cartwheel drop kick. He starts stomping Johnny, but Theory breaks it up. There's running shoulder breaker separator to Austin Theory. The hoverboard's locked. Ruff then tags back in, which I'm like, well, you were just getting your ass kicked for the whole match. And then you just tag back out. Probably not the right call here. So Ruff's in. Uh, he gets like a double drop kick to, to, to Johnny with Kushida. But it's Theory in the ring with Ruff, who hits this torture rack bomb for a two count. There's double super kicks to Ruff, but Kushida flies out of the screen to break up this near fall, which was great. Ruff hits a, like, os cutter, flying cutter off the top rope on Johnny, which looks great. Crucifix bomb. That's how he beat Johnny. And that crucifix bomb looked awesome as well. Yeah. Uh, like, looks like it would actually hurt, whereas sometimes it looks a bit, just a bit rolly. Yeah. Whereas this looks like a little, yeah. Theory, like theory though, was the legal man from tagging in and then picks up Ruff off that breakup and hits him with what they're calling the business play. No, this is the way. This is the way? This is oh, the way. sorry. This yeah. is the way. I heard business play, which I was like, I don't understand why you would name it that. But this is the way, which is this like, he called it a taxia yes. before. It's like this inverted, I don't even know how you would describe it, like half Nelson hook where you rotate the guy and hit a flatliner. It's kind of similar to the bitter, bitter end, a bit of a different setup. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah, it looks cool. And especially on a guy like Ruff, who's way bigger, like, yeah. Uh, and Theory pins Ruff. The way, this is the way, the way wins. That's how you start a show. I really enjoyed that. Just start with a hot tag match. When this was announced last week, uh, I kind of lick my lips because it's, oh, I'm now getting the tease of um, Kushida and Johnny Gargano. And I thought they very smartly didn't give you too much of it. You had a little bit of an exchange between the two, which looked great, but kind of just whet your appetite wanting to see more of that. I'm pretty sure that's the direction they're going to go. Just thought it was great high-paced action uh Kushida what I love about him he's obviously not the biggest guy in the world but and he does a lot of high flying but so much high flying often just looks floaty acrobatics everything he does has such like speed and aggression to it just that breaking up of the pin even yeah look deadly whereas so often it's just oh I'm just gonna touch you to break the pin um I, I think he's fantastic and I think him and Gargano are, are gonna be great together Kushida's like, tweeted yeah I like that you seem to have a bit of an Austin Theory, Leon Ruff feud going on as well now, which uh, I thought they worked together really well. I thoroughly enjoyed this opener. I, 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 I hate to relate to AEW, but you know how like Brian Cage has Ricky Starks and like people have little alliances and mm. things like that. I like that. So now that Gargano can move on to the Kushida feud, because it seems like he, Kushida wants that. And it's obviously what they're going to. I believe, uh, New Year's Evil will have that match because next week they've announced it's a Jar- Gar- Johnny Gargano Christmas, a very Gargano Christmas. Uh, John, unfortunately, Johnny Gargano, uh, couldn't get into the Christmas story, uh, thing AEW's doing. Mm. So they're doing a Gargano Christmas next week. So we'll be talking all about that. But I think Kushida Johnny is the match they do at New Year's Evil. I would think so, unless you have another 
it, it would be nice to see Gargano actually retain the title once, maybe. Yeah, so maybe break the curse on New Year's Evil. Yeah, maybe you could prolong that and do it at takeover. Uh, assuming they'll do a takeover around Ooh, it gets, the time the of match Rumble. gets thrown out. <laughs> no, no, so it doesn't count, and then they got to prolong it. Yeah, that's um, what's going to happen. You could do, you could have him defend against someone else, and then Kushida will be the big match. But you could also put it on New Year's Eve. I think that'll be a, a good route for the North American title. But yeah, I think starting with this hot match. Look, Re- Leon Ruff early in this match got like botches, but completely saves himself and steps it up like completely. Like you forgot Things about happen. it. Yeah, think about it in a real fight. People fall over. People miss a punch. Like it's a real fight's never going to be perfect. So neither should a wrestling match. I, I thought he slip, saved it. Slip. He was great. The rest of the match. Yeah, he was. He was fantastic. I, I think he's been great in this little story he's he's had here. But yeah, and they need they need someone to take the fall here, and it was him. But I thought this was a great way to start the show. Uh, I always think John. I think Johnny Gargano is one of the best wrestlers, and even in positions like this, it shows like here. But yeah, Kushida, Johnny, book it, please. Give it to me, please. This is the way. We have Dexter Loomis on one of the perches. All the lights are dimmed like to a blue, bluish hue. And we hear his music in the background and he's drawing. He's doing his caricatures of something and it's like, what is he doing? Oh, I don't know. What's he, what's he drawing? We'll get back to that later. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll talk about it all in one go okay. later, I think. We have a video for uh, Tony Storm who says that Rhea Ripley is is here because of me. I'm the reason. I I got her to this position. And last time we tied it up, that was a different Tony Storm. Now I'm a different person and I don't care about you. I I'm going to beat you and move on. So, yeah. Pretty generic, but just building up the main event for tonight. So I was kind of okay with it. So, Yui is backstage. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It didn't have It wasn't bad. It yeah. wasn't it didn't sell me on the match particularly, but it it was there. It's like, yeah, they have history with the NXT UK and the women's title over there. Undisputed Era sparring backstage. We have Kyle, who's, like, going at it with Roddy a little bit. Like, you know, they're always the boys, the mm. gang, the lads. They're getting at it. But he's, like, preparing with his, his Kyle O'Reilly, Mohawk Kyle, Fohawk Kyle. And then we see Pete Dunne with his crew preparing for their match because it's a number one contenders match. Pete versus Dunne. Sorry, Pete, Pete Dunn versus, versus Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly later tonight. Uh, we, yeah, this was kind of cool to see them with their unit. No Pat McAfee. I guess he's dipped completely. Hey, he's selling his injuries, I guess. Yeah, his I guess neck so. still hurts. He's not a wrestler. We have a progressive commercial for Legado del Fantasma. I, I don't know if that was progressive flow. Is flow still a thing? You don't even progressive no, flow? I've, I've, you don't know about the flow? but no. Damn, always go with the flow. Progressive has a commercial telling us Legato del Fantasma is good and like you, bet, you know that you're in good hands yeah. or something like that. Wait, that's State Farm. They look cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, we have Shotzi Blackheart, who's with M- Mackenzie backstage, and she says, "Look, I'm damn damn proud of my team at War Games. Yeah, we lost, but we gave them a beating that they barely survived. And Candice wants to call herself a ring general or Mrs. War Games." She has that trophy that she stole stole from a Little League banquet, clearly. Sorry, imported. Well, War Games is over, and our war isn't. She says, I I broke your arm, so I don't even feel bad about it. Fuck you. You <laughs> broke my tank, I break your arm. Yeah, exactly. An arm for a tank. And I broke your arm, I'm going to break your best friend tonight, because she has to face Indy Hartwell. I think Shotzi is such a natural... Um, She's 
she's such a good promo, I think. And it doesn't sound scripted even when she's saying kind of weird stuff like uh, taking care of business and all, all that kind of stuff. It sounds like it's coming from her. It sounds like words she would use. I think her delivery's great. I think she's incredibly likable. Um, can't wait to see how WWE fuck her up. Yeah, but yeah. It's th- this girl should be a, a superstar in the company and I should so. be someone there. They're really putting a lot of stock in. So her matchup later tonight, but we go to Tyler Rust versus Tomasa Champa. So Rust, new new name, new name, who dis? He's kind of on Thatcher's side, but he's also got ties now with Malcolm, who isn't out ringside with him. But Tyler Rust versus Champa here. Um, Champa before the match sets a chair up ringside and puts a Thatcher T-shirt over it. Basically, like, come out. This is for you, essentially. So we've seen Champa sitting ringside for um, Thatcher's matches yeah. and vice versa. So he's like, come on. So Champa and Rust go at it with some, like, chain-style wrestling, some shoot-style wrestling, lots of the grapples. Uh, Thatcher does eventually come down. And he's like, all right, you want me to sit here? So he's standing around. And then when Champa and Rust kind of brawl to the outside, it's is it is it Rust who accidentally hits... Thatcher? Yeah, Champa kind of moves out the way and Rust kicks um, Thatcher in the face. So the refs are like, hey, Thatcher, get the hell out of here. So he's like, oh, the guy called me out. All right, fine. So Thatcher gets sent to the back. Uh, Rust on the apron does this like arm twist to Champa, which looks like it hurts. They go to commercial. When we come back, Champa regains control and hits this like stomps to the face here. Uh, Rust comes back with like a cravat into like a driver. So kind of like the Miz does or like, like the party foul. If you remember, it was similar to the party foul. It had yeah. a bit more of a twist to it. It looked way cooler than cool. when Adam Rose did it. Yeah. He's then hitting some sort of rings of Saturn type leg submission here. Uh, both guys are like countering each other's moves. It's kind of a scrapper. They're throwing bows and it's getting pretty uh, like heavy hitting. Champa does like this rope hung Charlie horse and then a flying knee to the head Hits the Willow's Bell with with Rust between the ropes. Hits it and pins him. Champa beats Rust. It's over. I really enjoyed this. Um, I haven't seen any of Tyler Rust, Rust Taylor, whatever you want to call him. Haven't seen much of his stuff, well, any of his stuff before, as far as I'm aware. Um, And I can see why they've put him with Thatcher. Because he has a very similar style. Like, this was a... Kind of similar style match to Champa had with Thatcher at the takeover recently. Um, I thought this was really good. Thought gave him a great showing. Furthers that feud between Champa and Thatcher. Gets another win under Champa's belt. Just a really good technical heavy hitting match. Uh, I'll say they go to commercial after the break, but there was a during the break thing with Malcolm Bivens coming out being like, you're a star. You're a star. Pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. So... It, it, there, I think he might be leaving Thatcher's camp, and more so with just Malcolm. So, well, Thatcher keeps on saying, "Look, he's got nothing to do with me." Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know why he's coming out. He's nothing to do with me. Yeah, um, I'm glad we got Malcolm Bivens back on TV, and it seems like they're putting uh, some steam behind Taylor. Yeah, a little bit. He has a he did a nice Tyler. show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Rust. He did. He had a good showing here. Champ is like a hard hitting kind of guy, and it's it's cool. I feel like Rust has this like. Tom Cruise last samurai haircut going on though. Like a yeah, ponytail. I, I was getting kind of um I don't know what was going on. Just sort of random soldier 
in Gondor in Lord of the Rings, that kind of vibe. Yeah. I think if if this guy can... <laughs> it's totally Lord of the Rings here. I don't want to sound like a, a Vince. Yeah. But if this guy can, like, beef up a bit as well... Right. Um... I think he could go a long, long way. Yeah, I, I just feel like his hair looked a little. His, his hair looked a little. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you see that Tom? Hear that Tom Cruise video today? Oh yeah. <laughs> There's another guy cutting a promo. <laughs> what are, What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know. It sucks because, like, you never know when you're being recorded and stuff. But like, you're the one saying all these things, and oh, he's known for freaking out and stuff. I I am complete yeah with tom cruise yeah yeah i agree like i've had so many directors freak out over unnecessary stuff things like you're breaking these rules like he's kind of saying look we shouldn't be sorry if this is a tangent but for those of you who don't know a video uh, a recording got leaked today of tom cruise freaking out at some crew members because they were breaking covid protocols and he was basically saying like i don't want a, an apology if i see any of you do it again you two are fired um and but is saying kind of look we're lucky to be able to film like other people aren't able to go to work right now we've been given this privilege while uh other people aren't able to afford um having yeah. a roof over their head yeah we've been given this privilege and you're fucking this up so don't do that i i know tom cruise isn't everyone's kind of favorite guy but i was completely behind him on this one i think absolutely justified it's uh, some risky business we're living in, but we're living in days of thunder. These, so it's I, I, I don't like. I haven't caught up on all those Mission Impossible movies, but like he made some good movies back in the day. I think he's a great actor. Rain Man I think was he's really good. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll look back. Sort of in, I think he's one of the last true kind of like classic movie stars we have. Sure. I don't think we have many now. We have Tom Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom versus Tom, but we got... But Tom Cruise, I don't know. Tom, Tom Hanks is too much of an everyday guy. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could sit in a pub and have a chat with... Well, I mean, I can't sit in any pub. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I feel like I could sit down with Tom Hanks. He's just a normal dude. Whereas Tom Cruise, I don't know. There's something otherworldly about him. Yeah, yeah. Otherworldly is the right way to describe Tom Cruise. Uh, best match ever, Tom Cruise. But yeah, basically, you're right. Wrestlers, like, hey, if if that promo last week <laughs> yeah. had a bit of this Tom Cruise fire, might not have been so down on the show. Just saying, maybe Tom Cruise could, maybe people wrestlers could learn from Tom absolutely, Cruise. Absolutely, absolutely. Just like how to cut, how to, the intensity, right? Remind me, like Ultimate Warrior, or someone going off and yeah, watching him when he's hyped. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I, you, although, yeah, what is, what is, what's the best Tom Cruise movie? Is it in one of these Mission Impossibles? What would it be? Top Gun, I guess. Top Gun, you got Rain Man. He's yeah, great in, really um, good. I think, yeah, he, I mean, he's really good in the Mission Impossible films. Um, I didn't check out that movie. What's the, one. uh, you have me at Hello? No, you, you complete me. What, what's the, um, oh, yeah. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Um, there's so many good Tom Cruise films. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Maguire is pretty lit, actually. Show me the money. Mm. Yeah, wow, good. Tom Cruise versus Tom Hanks, though. That's where your movie... I think Tom Hanks has better movies. Oh, I want Tom Hanks to be my best friend. Yeah, but, but Tom Cruise is more the action, like, yeah. with the glasses and stuff, yeah. Oh, Eyes Wide Shut as well, as the as the Twitch room is saying, yeah. Vanilla fan, Sky, Magnolia... Film. Yeah, Tom Cruise was was killing it. Once we finish the Batman reviews. <laughs> oh god. Why wasn't Tom Cruise ever Batman? Who he'd be a interesting Joker or Riddler. <laughs> Realistically any villain he'd be pretty great at. Oh, Tropic Thunder. 
as well. Oh, yeah. He steals that film. Yeah. I mean, it's him and Robert Downey, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise's dance to, was it Flowrider? Is that what he's dancing to? I think so. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I love- Apple Bottom Jeans. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. Is that Flowrider? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Okay. Old school Flowrider. I know my shit. Wow. You know, we know our Tom Hanks and we know our Pitbull. I'm a wrestling fan. Of course I know my Flowrider. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks, Tom, sorry, Tom Cruise watches wrestling. Um, if he had to do a film about wrestling, he'd probably watch every match there ever was. Jack Nelson. And learn to be a wrestler and do a double moon. Tom Hanks. Because he's Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. Fuck. Tom Cruise has definitely done like quadruple moons out of helicopters oh, yeah. and jets and stuff in these scenes for these movies. I'm, like Mission Impossible ones. Are oh, it's good. Nelly, apparently. Oh, it's Nelly. You didn't correct me. For what song, though? Apple Bottom Jeans. That's. Got no. low, low. Shorty got low. What's that? That's Flowrider. I'm right. Okay. Yeah, yeah come on. All don't, right. Don't ever, don't ever get out of here. Uh, Nelly's good too. NXT? Yeah, should we go stop talking about Tom Cruise and Flowrider? Uh, <laughs> we have a video package for a team that have recently rejoined NXT, the Grizzled Young Veterans. And we have a little insert video promo for them. And it's Zach Gibson who says, One thing in life is important, and that's momentum. No other team on the planet had better momentum going into 2020 than us. We beat Undisputed Era. We've done so much, but a lot has changed. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. We're still the best, and we're going to prove to soon be recognized as NXT's number one. I think this was a a good idea to just reestablish them. We've seen them the last couple of weeks, but think to any new fans or... or, I I think people would have forgotten about these guys because they only kind of showed up from NXT UK very briefly before the whole lockdown happened back yeah. in March. Um, it put over again how good Zach Gibson is on the mic and just reestablished them, I thought. I thought this was needed. Yeah, I feel like they should be the next champions and push. I, I yep. feel like they're good wrestlers. They they could push as a good, pretty proper team. I love uh, Zach Gibson on the mic, but I think both of them as a team in the ring deliver some pretty fun stuff. And I believe the networks just put on like the best of their matches from progress. Yeah, I saw that. Like that. It looks interesting. Uh, so more grizzled young vets coming soon. We have a video for Karrion Cross, who says Doomsday is still coming. Tick talk with the bird. It's a quick one. We'll see more on that a little bit. Uh, then we have Dexter Loomis. He's drawing again. He it's is. Like Bob, Bob Ross. And it's revealed he's drawing the New Year's Evil logo yeah whoa what's he trying but he's not quite finished he's not finished yet so Mm. we'll go back to that later it's time for the nxt championship number one contenders match Mm. meaning the winner of this match will face finn balor at new year's evil this is kyle o'reilly versus pete dunn and we see right off the the bat here with the entrances from undisputed era who come out but no bobby here but uh, he's still injured, right? Yeah. So Kyle, uh, sorry, Kyle Riley comes out with Roddy and Adam Cole. Adam Cole does his Adam Cole baby thing in Kyle's entrance. I'm like, come on, it's his. It's match. weird, but it would also be really weird if he didn't do it. Be like Adam, and they'd just be like Kyle. Fuck, just oh Riley. I don't know. Just Kyle the way he's Riley, stealing his baby. stealing yeah. his fire and the littlest of things. Maybe I'm looking into it. Um, so Kyle and. Pete square off, stand up face to face, staring each other in the face. But then all these tag teams come out, meaning Oni and 
Birch are here for Pete, but then Drake Maverick and Killian Dane attack them, and then Fandango and Tyler Breeze reshow just like everyone's coming out here causing havoc. Do you maybe see uh Roddy and Cole tagging for a little bit now? Wow. We've kind of had every other combination there is going. Um I, I see that maybe to give Kyle his spotlight. You might see them move into a bit of a tag team role for a little bit. Sure. I mean, people would be like, yo, Adam Cole should be like the guy in the promotion. But yeah, he's sure. had his time. I think he's just waiting for like he can be a you can heat up Adam Cole whenever you need to. I, I think, think so. it's good that they're putting the spotlight on Kyle right now. Me too. One hundred percent. Kyle versus Pete. Of course, after staring each other down here, they just start to duke it out. Uh, there's like crazy submissions from guy these two guys throughout the whole thing. There's like a half uh, surfboard, half straight jacket, like. Bending back STF submission hold from Pete Dunn. Just crazy. Chain wrestling. I mentioned some shoot wrestling earlier. This was some shoot, like trying oh, yeah. to, trying to make it look like they're actually grappling and great. They're fighting on the outside. They both break in the nine count. Back in kicks, strikes. There's picture in picture and it's submission, uh, Pete here who's just locking in, grinding down on Kyle. When we come back, Kyle blocks the bitter end, but then gets hit, hit with the X-plex. There's armbar from Pete Dunn, and while he's got Kyle in this, Pete's just, like, grinding his fist into Kyle's ear to make that hurt even more. Apparently, Pete Dunn not only hates arms and fingers, but ears, too. Watch out, ears. M- Pete does his moonsault to the feet, but then runs into a knee. There's Kyle, who's hitting him with, like, butterfly suplexes and throws him again on the third one, like, face first. There's a top rope regal plex that is teased here. You think he's going for a regal plex, but it's blocked. Again, Pete lands on his feet. Kyle then gets stomped, like, upside down here, which is nasty. Dunn hits what I'm calling almost like a liger bomb at one point. Just crazy. The action is nonstop back and forth. There's... Dunn, who looks like he's going for a Gotch-style pile driver, but that's blocked. There's cross arm breakers, ankle locks, Kimuras. There is some crazy chain wrestling here. Kyle eventually hits a brain buster. The mouth guard comes into play because it's knocked out of Pete's mouth. And Kyle doesn't care because he does hit the regal plex. He stomps on Dunn's hand first as he's reaching. So it's Kyle attacking the fingers. It's this spot is nuts. And the Regal Plex just looks deadly. Like, obviously, the little nod to William Regal, the GM, but Kyle with this Regal Plex is nuts. It's like a bridging trap kind of back suplex, but Pete, beautiful. Pete sells it like death and kicks out at a 2.9. There's then crazy transitions with submissions, triangles. Pete breaks the fingers. They're going shoot style. More finger breaking. They're then on the, the like apron, and it looks like Pete Dunn's going for the bitter end on the apron. But Kyle counters that with like a DDT brain buster type move to the outside, cleaning house of Pete Dunn. He's just knocked out. He drags him into the ring while Pete is draped over the ropes, like almost leaning into the ring. Kyle O'Reilly hits him with this flying knee to the back of the head, back of the neck, laying out Dunn. And Kyle O'Reilly pins Pete Dunn to be the number one contender. Wow. Uh, this was a cracking match. I, Holy. We saw these two have a great ladder match. I think their um, their part of the War Games match was probably the the most interesting for me. These two have really good chemistry and work a very, quite a similar style. Kyle has a bit more of the kind of MMA yeah. stuff to oh, his yeah. events, but the submissions are great. I loved that bit where they kept on going back and forth with 
I think it was Kyle trying to apply the triangle and then Dunn was rolling over into the, the finger snap and back and forth. Thought that was great. This went three segments and yeah, really held long. my attention. I could watch these guys wrestle again and again, but I feel it did the perfect thing in really giving Kyle a solid match and a solid win going ahead for the rematch against Finn. Uh, I thought it did a great job in building him up. And you've, you've now had him win war games, him take out Balor, even though he lost the match, but took out Balor for a short amount of time. And now this match here, uh, I think they're doing a good job with Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly is amazing. Kyle is a machine. He, uh, Pete, shout out Pete Dunn too. He did a great job. This was a fantastic, it takes two to tango. But yeah, the way that we kind of want to see Kyle O'Reilly get elevated to this next level is putting on bangers like this on TV. We, he could be, he used to do this. Watching him in Red Dragon and all the stuff in, in Ring of Honor, they used to put out these taped shows and they were killing it like most of the time. And these live shows, they were killing it. But to see him do like a single stuff in WWE programming here, this is what I want. And this is what I love. I didn't, like the the way the the lack of creativity last week where they just kind of throw things at the wall it, it seemed a bit messy i felt you could justify this match cuz pete had a victory over kyle in yeah, the ladder in match. the ladder match um but, and kyle didn't pin pete in war games so i i felt this match kind of didn't what make they sense. needed to do was Kyle comes out saying, I won war games, I want Finn Balor. And then Pete comes out and says, hey, I beat you in that ladder match. They didn't do that. Exactly. They didn't do that. Completely right. Instead, he mocked his accent and Priest was there for no reason. Like yeah. what? Uh, so this match totally, uh, you know, made that, I guess, okay. Because this was uh, an awesome match. One of the best TV matches this year, I'd say. I, I really like this match. I think Kyle O'Reilly is absolute money. Uh, I like this, like... I don't want to just say everyone's got a smash smash mouth style, but like the submission, MMA, the striking, everything. It looks so it real, looks real and good. Like both these guys, how they work looks real. Yeah. I, I do prefer Kyle. I think I think he's me too. more of an all-rounder, but Pete Dunn played his part as well. Absolutely. This was like me and you, a Brit and a Canadian. Although you're you're a Canadian for now. Uh, health card. Yeah. <laughs> health card. Yeah. So you were cheering for the Canadian. You're going to pick match. up all the diseases now. <laughs> no, just stop. So I can, no, I can stop. get free health care. No, you're on Tinder no, again. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I took it off. It's getting me depressed. <laughs> well, Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne didn't do that. I thought this was one of the best matches they put on this year on NXT TV. And this, you could say it was almost a takeover level match. Like pretty, it was hard hitting and really good. And I want to see Kyle O'Reilly beat Finn Balor at New Year's Evil. Yeah, that, that main event looks great. Um, it, it's nice being excited about a match you've already been delivered. You know, like it's not the first time these two have faced, but their first match was so good that I'm very much excited to see it again. And I'd, I'd love to see Kyle in this one. Yeah. Uh, Cross has made it kind of noted that he's going to go after like the winner, win or lose kind of thing in some of these videos. But we have a video, but that was obviously match of the night for me here. Kyle me and Pete Dunn. Uh, if you're the people who listen to us and maybe just watch the takeovers and stuff, this is a match I would definitely check out from this week's NXT. This is a cherry pick for you, my friends. Uh, Kyle and Pete killed it tonight. Um, and Pete with his tan. Love it. He could have shared some of it to Kyle and then they'd even out. I don't think anyone wants that tan. I don't know. What, what's he like, doing? I love Pete Dunn. What's he doing? It's Dunn like tan. jaundice. It's not nice. Rhea Ripley, video for her. She says that me and Tony Storm have history. Yeah, but 
I'm not the same Rhea Ripley. I don't care if you're the new Tony or the old Tony because she's still the same trash I knew back then. Damn, Rhea Ripley, you're just so mean. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on that? It's it was the, similar it's, to Tony. It's the same problem I've had with Rhea majority of the year. I, th- I think this time last year, didn't she end 2019 beating Shayna Baszler? She felt really hot, really fresh. Um, and you felt she was going to kind of very quickly move to the main roster. Um, you had her feud with Charlotte and now she's back in NXT. I just, I know she's a baby face, but I don't understand what the likable qualities are of her. I'm not sure why I meant to cheer her because I see her just bully people, um, be kind of smarmy, um, I just don't find her likable. I, I I like her as a wrestler. I think she's very talented and I think she can do big things. And I think the main roster is better suited for her. It's just, I, I don't get her as a baby face right now. Yeah, it's weird. I kind of need to see her kind of gr- tie it up with other people in a different kind of pond, maybe. Yeah. It would make her more interesting because right now it's just here. But yeah, these videos were the same. Tony's and Rhea were, sim- were, s- were similar. Uh, and apparently the chat saying, I didn't mean to say Smash Mouth. I meant to say Strong Style. Sh- sure. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. It's our show. Yeah. <laughs> We're all stars. Zia Lee, the main event of the evening. Oh, yeah. Our main event. Uh, is this the best one yet? I think this might be my favorite <laughs> one. Zia Lee and the master, this this older guy. And he's yelling at her with the subtitles. And he's, again, and she's, like, crying physically. It's like a close-up, again. traumatized. Yeah. Again, it's, like, really dark here. And she's in her gear. She's sweaty, like, tired. And she's, like, crying. And, like you said, traumatized here. Just getting yelled at. Again. He's saying, lie, lie, lie. Again, again. So she's, like, doing these kicks. But we're not sure what she's doing. And as the camera shows, she's been striking Boa. She's being forced to hit him repeatedly, but she's crying and he's just bloodied and beaten up here. And he's like, again, <laughs> focusing on the blood. Yeah. Which is rare for WWE these he's days. He's like, please, please, no more, no more. As she's being yelled at again. And we see someone sitting down, not the master, but the, this leader of them here. And she's got the nails and you see her eyes again, kind of not, not focusing, but she's there watching. And then Zaya hits. Boa with this roundhouse kick to like the chest, and then they do like a slow mo shots of it, and it's like You're the seeing, sweat, like, his skin, like the sweat yeah. flying off his skin, rippling, and he's he's just beating because Zaylee is trained in all these things. Oh yeah, like uh, what's your Instagram? Yeah, videos? her Instagram yeah. videos, her like crushing things, killing things, and he's like, please stop, and it's. It shows Zaya was crying during the beginning throughout it. And then after like just destroying Boa, he's bloodied and, and like beaten here. She's now the tone of her face has changed. And Zaya Lee kind of smiles like she enjoyed it. She's becoming this, this killer, this monster as it fades to the, it cuts to the, the master and her like evil like eye. And she's got some sort of makeup over it. And then it cuts away and it ends. Hey, I can't wait to see this movie. When's I know. When's this movie coming out? Uh, oh, this, this action. This film looks great. Um, yeah, the kung fu, like, I don't know what training. Oh, it, like, it's got all the, the aspects of every classic. Like, you got the the 
the way it's in like a different language here with the old guy talking to Xia like yelling at her with the subtitles and stuff. But then it's got the way it's there's certain cuts that are like diagonal almost like kill. I don't want to say kill Bill style, but almost like the way it showed her eye, the, the evil woman's eye, which we assume is Karen Kwan. Mm. Uh, but the way this is shot is an actual movie type shot. Here. I know John and Wei have said it before about having credits on a wrestling show. Yeah. Whoever put this together, like, should get some credit for this because I thought this looked great. Like, consider some of the shitty cinematic matches we've seen this year being produced. I thought this had, like, proper film quality. Zia Lee, like, if she ever wants to leave wrestling and be an actor, she shows she can In do action it. movies, she, definitely. Yeah, but, like, her... Like, I I completely bought her pain and her emotion and everything. I think she's fantastic. Um, this is captivating. I still don't really know where it's going. Like, how are we going to take this? Like, this is really cool. I think it's really cool. I'm really invested. But how are we going to take this and make it work in a wrestling ring for a match? Um, assuming this is Karen Kwan, how is this character going to move forward to a wrestling ring? But right now, I think these are so well produced, so well performed, and just really different and really cool. We're going to have a network special of just this movie. Sure. Right? NXT, just no wrestling, just a two-hour movie of movie what's going on. Zia Lee and the Boa. training here of Zia Lee. Absolutely. Can you imagine? Like, that... I, I, I don't care, like, what your thoughts are with... I mean, I do, do care. But, like, <laughs> I think that would be such a bold move. NXT, just for one week does a two-hour subtitled movie. Love it. Yeah, sign me up. I'm yeah. down for this. No, I'm all for I'm all for that stuff. It's given me... I've watched some crazy... Uh, you know I'm all about, like, the Japanese or Korean kind of horror movies and stuff. We did a review of Parasite last year. Like, we're into some of the foreign movies and stuff, and this seems like it's get taking from certain movies and kind of the way it's presented here. I know a few weeks ago we said... That we think, obviously, some of the people behind this, I think Jeremy Borash is definitely behind, maybe, I, I don't know, but he's doing some of those types of videos for NXT and WWE, so I mean, could be. I, I kind of feel you've you've built Zaya up enough where you could have the title at New Year's Evil and afterwards Zaya Lee just comes out and hits a roundhouse kick to Eo and just knocks her out. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think even though she's someone we've seen in that, we joke the Zaya role of just like these low mid card feuds. I think these packages have done such a great job for her. And I think I would buy her after all this training, just hitting a KO blow to a top performer in NXT. Be like, no, you've got to take this woman seriously now. Yeah. I think it's great. I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, as I see, Sino says, uh, she should be called the Zaya lethal weapon. Love it. That's what she's going to become. Poor Boa getting beat up here. <laughs> Wow. But poor Bo was going to be a killer too. And like, I'm She's pretty sacrifice. sure like she was just kicking him and they were filming it and, and like, putting it in slow-mo. Just kick him. So like, sorry, I'm tensing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just kick him once. We'll get a good, we'll get the, all the shots of it so we don't have to miss it. Yeah. Just do it. Uh, this was fun. I, this storyline is like silly, but it's continuing. It's growing towards something. It's gaining, I think a lot of, a uh, of, uh, I mean, we, me and you are high on this, but our listeners as well replied to us talking about this angle. So I haven't heard much negative towards yeah. it so far. Interesting to see where it goes. Hopefully it can kind of live up to this hype. I hope so. What happens. Uh, but I like Xia Lee coming in and kicking, 
And then maybe Karen's like her manager or something. Bo is involved, a unit there. Uh, there's different ways you can yep. go with it. Indy Hartwell comes out with Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano, The Way. And Indy's going up against Shotzi Blackheart, who comes out in her new tank, The War Machine. And Beth mentions TCB that's uh, like on the tank. And it's obviously taking care of business. But I didn't know uh, that it like had such a tie back throwback to Elvis because that was his like mantra. I didn't realize that's something that he kind of came up with or started because I think he called like his backing band, a section in his band that and TCB, like I'm always taking care of business, baby. So I love the fact that maybe she's going to kind of, I know she's got it like tattooed on her hands or something. So going pushing with that is pretty awesome. I think it's cool. And it looks cool on the tank. So take over, you have a Elvis impersonator sing Shotzi to the ring. Is that what you're wanting? (sighs) What song would Shotzi come out to? Suspicious Minds. That's not a real wrestling. If Elvis, out of all the Elvis songs, I feel like a uh, little less conversation, a little more action. But it's used for soccer years ago. Sorry, football years ago. So I mean, but that's obviously, um, yeah. All shook up. I don't know. All shotsied up. Yeah. Uh, Shotzi versus Indy. Indy on the attack early on. She hates all the Garganos, all the Harwells, all the Larays, all the theories. She hates all of you in the way because you guys are beat her at war games and broke her tank. Uh, Shotzi works the arm of Indy and it's like Candace. Uh, it's like a shot at Candace here because she's like, look, I'm breaking your friend's arm too and like attacking Indy's arm in front of Candace kind of taunting her there. Uh, Shotzi hits the cannonball into the corner and then she's like, Beating up on Indy, but Candace gets on the apron and has the trophy. Indy grabs it and uses it, hits Shotzi with it to the gut, but the referee turns around and sees it, calls for the DQ, but they beat up and lay Shotzi Blackheart laying, and this is the way. They just couldn't have a WWE show without a DQ finish, could they? Never. They probably wrote the whole show and been like, no, fuck, we can't. We've got to protect Sh- Indy Hartwell. We can't, we don't we can't have, have Indy Hartwell finish. lose. <laughs> Fuck. Like, this This was a mess. This was the low point of the show for me. Just looked sloppy. I I, I wasn't really into the match beforehand. And then this, these DQs are just getting out of hand. Every week on every show, there's these DQs and distraction finishes. And it. you watch Survivor Series. You have Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. You're two top guys. Drew McIntyre, who they spent a whole year building up and making a top guy and a franchise player. Roman Reigns, who's got this new character that they're rolling with. They're clashing uh, very shortly after Drew's just retained the championship. And they give us a winner. But God forbid we have a winner between Shotzi Blackheart and Indy Hartwell. Come on. I think it's to set up Shotzi versus Indy in some sort of... Don't book this match. Yeah. Have Indy attack Shotzi after Shotzi beats some other jobber. You know, like it's it's just we don't say that word here, David. Well, this jobber didn't talent. even exist. <laughs> uh, just don't book the match. Yeah. If you're not going to give it to us, it wasn't much of a match. Like they had some spots in and out, but realistically, I, it was. A sh- I recapped it short because it was pretty short, and it yeah, ended with this. I finish. think maybe just because I'm watching more. Like I've been watching SmackDown and Raw recently as well, and it, it's just every show. I like to fit of winners match. and losers yeah. in my wrestling. It's, I, I don't mind. I don't if you can have Shotzi lose here and want a rematch and win that one. I 
just it's lazy and that's where i get annoyed uh, i agree we have the video another kind of quick one carrying cross he says he's going to become champ so yeah the winner of kyle o'reilly and pete dunn uh, sorry kyle o'reilly and finn balor at new year's evil which uh now i'm the graphic shows up for this uh match looks awesome because when that I didn't mention after the match when Kyle O'Reilly won he was staring and the graphic popped up and he's kind of like fuck yeah I'm gonna yeah. beat this guy I'm gonna break his jaw again uh, so Cross is saying I'm gonna become champion doesn't matter who you are TikTok we also get a video for Bronson Reed remember him yeah it's kind of disappeared for a little while uh, it's like a video I think they rehired that guy who does their their raps for them uh, I want to say Isaiah something I'm I think I'm blanking on his name uh, I, I don't think Wrestling I, flow? Yeah, okay. sorry. I think... Oh, no, sorry. Isaiah Scott is... He also, Isaiah Scott. Yeah, he also does these rap videos on Twitter as oh, well okay. that are fantastic as well. I want to send him some beats. Uh, but yeah, Bronson Reed gets this like music video. Yeah, Josiah. Sorry, not Isaiah. Josiah Williams. Josiah Williams. Yeah, he does these raps for NXT and WWE. And there's this one for Bronson Reed. And he's saying he returns next week. I think this is good. We've now with like the return of Balor, return of Cross, and now Bronson. We've got a few more fresh toys we can play with in NXT. And Bronson Reed was someone who was building a lot of steam. I, I'm not entirely sure. Was he injured or did yeah. he go to Australia or something? I, I I'm wasn't not quite sure. sure where he's been. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited to see Bronson. Yeah, back. anytime there's uh, like Monster, Godzilla, King Kong, Gaiju, whatever you want to call it, uh, mentions here, Kaiju. I think it's great. And I think he's a good wrestler. He's improved greatly. I think he's a future star. Uh, I'm interested. I hope he's just not the guy cross beats like next week or something. That's what I'm worried about. They had that little rivalry. They had a little rivalry. He's moved yeah. on since then. We never really had the um, the blow off of him and Priest, did we? Mm. So I think maybe after the cross match, you could go to that feud um, and then maybe put Bronson in the North American picture. Yeah, something like that. I think so. Gargano, Kushida, all that stuff. Carrion uh, Cross and Scarlet come out. We get the epic entrance. It's been a while. The fall and pray. The epic singing with the like the lyrics on the the Titantron there. Yeah, we've got lyrics now, so sing we can along. sing along at home. It's karaoke, fall and pray karaoke. And Scarlet's obviously like over the top with her outfit and everything, uh, like the scary eyes, the whole scary vibe. And out comes Carrion Cross. Great entrance. This entrance still hits, I think. Yeah. This is still a pretty cool entrance. Um, and Karrion Cross, his in-ring return here against enhancement talent, Desmond Troy. Well, it's what we expected. Cross on the attack beats him up. There's like this strikes in the corner, then an overhead throw, and then says it's Doomsday and hits the Doomsday Saito Suplex. Locks in the cross jacket, which is basically like a sleeper hold, a coquina clutch, a whatever kind of clutch you want to call it. Back sleeper with the the vine, the re- legs wrapped around, and Desmond Troy taps out instantly. Fall and pray. Um, I don't know if it's because Cross had just returned from injury, but I felt it was a bit safe for one of these. Like, I mean, he's a killer, right? Killer yeah. Cross, carrying Cross. I. I I felt it felt a bit safe. Just we knew he was going to steamroll this guy. It didn't look as violent as aggr- and aggressive as I feel it should have been to just make that statement. He just kind of hit a suplex and a sleeper hold and yeah, won the match. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. L- earlier we had Cross, uh, Champa, and Rust like kind of killing each other, yeah. and they didn't really like 
that there's some heat behind it, but basically Cross just came back. This is his, his, his re-debut here, and he just like kills some guy that obviously was... No, I mean, no disrespect to Desmond Troy, but that's his position here. Well, I, I mean, we've seen him in the past like pick up a guy and hit like three of those Saito suplexes, yeah. and it looks... It looks scary, and you go, oh, geez, this guy. Here it just looked like a kind of regular wrestling match that he finished in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but it's cool to see him back. But I- I'm glad he's back, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, so we'll see. He, he looks at the camera after and says, uh, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, whoever it is, your ass is mine. Talk your-. I think he says, talk your shit, uh, and your ass is mine, which I love wrestling and swearing. I just love swearing and wrestling. WWE. Did he say that? It sounded like he said it. I know he said your ass is mine. He said mind, your ass is But mine, I, it but sounded like he said... So it's Priest and Cross at New Year's Evil. Yes. So New Year's Evil, not only is it Finn versus Kyle, but Priest versus Cross. New Year's Evil. I feel that could be pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, looking forward to that. I mean, he took him out last week, so... Ouch. Isaiah Swerve Scott backstage, looking mad fresh. A little different look here going on. Fresh suit, colorful. Looked like he got his grills in. He says, last week I lost... People lose. It happens. Jake Atlas is a hell of an athlete, but I've been here longer. I've been working harder. I respect him, but I just got out of Regal's office and signed for next week is a rematch. And this time next week, it will be a different result. I thought Swerve sounded really good here. Um, I think this more cocky, heelish persona is going to suit him really well. Um, I thought he sounded very natural and very charismatic. So, um, yeah, I, I'm i excited to see what comes next with this guy. Yeah, uh, I think this this heel turn, because he keeps saying, like, oh, I wasn't mad. I was. They're like, you're mad. And he's like, I'm not mad, but he, he is. He's totally changing his character, yeah. I think, uh, into this heel kind of persona, which I like. Uh, we have Ever-Rise. They walk into the set right after Swerve walks off before like cutting away. Everrise walk in here and they say, Hey, Mackenzie, did you see what happened last week? It was a two on one match, essentially. It was basically a handicap match. And where we're from, that's what it's called. So we went to corporate and got them to reverse that decision, expunge that from the, the record books, that the match last week didn't count. Got them to forget about it. Yeah, they go, <laughs> forget about it. Hey, oh, hey, we're still on a streak. That's right. Ever-Rise is still on this winning streak. So how do you like that, Goldberg? We're coming for you. <laughs> and he's, he says, what, Mackenzie, you got a problem? What, you going to take a swing or something? What, we, ha- we just want to have our voices heard ever rise rules <laughs> as they walk up triple h has finally seen john silver cut a promo on dynamite and he's like yo someone do this this thing and ever rise of like we got this so they're odoyle rules ever rise rules <laughs> these uh, <laughs> these guys are from quebec right yeah i think so <laughs> Why Why did it sound like... Okay. Sopranos? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Niagara Falls, Matt Martell. Like, yeah, why, Niagara Falls, sure. Yeah, Ontario. <laughs> why did it sound like they were from Sopranos? I don't care. I thought they were great. They were great. I, I thought uh, these guys have grabbed the opportunity in the last few weeks and have yeah. been really entertaining. Definitely. I love that they're just calling out Goldberg. <laughs> um, you're hearing about those reports of Vince sending, like, Keith Lee and some other guys to the PC. Is Goldberg getting sent to NXT to... Fight Everise. To fight Everise? Wow. I'd love to see Goldberg in NXT. Fuck it. 
<laughs> Goldberg, Matt Martell, New Year's Eve, we'll book it. We just talked about Goldberg on the Starcade Best of Show, and uh, I don't know Goldberg. Uh, is he going? He's calling out Roman these days. He so he's not being sent Roman. back to NXT. Uh, I I thought this was really entertaining. Uh, I think these guys have really taken the opportunity and ran with it recently. Also, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell displaying some personality this week. She almost took a swing. She did, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's not really like WWE. I, I listened to the um, interview on Talk is Jericho with Dasha, um, who was saying that Renee basically told her, look, you're going to have to just essentially be a standing microphone. Is Until they can trust you, they're not going to want to see any personality from you, unfortunately. And Renee was someone who earned that trust and displayed personality. And I feel... You get it with Charlie Caruso to some extent. We haven't really seen it with Mackenzie, and it it just seemed like I don't know uh, Triple H or whoever is maybe wanting to have their uh, interviewers have a bit more of a character because I find it way more interesting to watch when there's a bit of that banter sure. back and forth. I mean, Mean Gene is one of the best, and the reason why is because I'm not saying Mackenzie Mitchell's a Mean Gene, but it's nice to see them give a little back as well. Is what I'm getting at. Well, they so much that Everise thought she was, she was going to fight them. Yeah. <laughs> so Everise just basically calling out Goldberg, almost getting in a fist fight with Mackenzie Mitchell, and then basically saying the whole tag team division here is on notice. The Twitch room is saying that Goldberg needs to learn how to work and find the hard camera. <laughs> <laughs> Everise can do that. Yeah, that's right. Isn't Goldberg your favorite ever wrestler in the WWE? Greatest ever wrestler in the WWE. Yeah. yeah. So I Bill mean, Goldberg. are you excited? Would you, did you see the videos of the the vaccinations being brought in with the Goldberg theme over it? <laughs> <laughs> I have not, but I can picture it in my head. <laughs> you thought I was going to say, "Have you seen the Goldberg doc?" Didn't you? Yes. <laughs> I just saw the Kevin Nash bit. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> Kevin Nash has grown on me in the last year. Oh, because you can laugh at it now. <laughs> Time is removed. You can laugh at yeah, what Kevin Nash has done sure. to wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shout out Kevin Nash and shout out Goldberg. Dexter Loomis is still fucking drawing. And this time his picture is finished and it says, New Year's Evil host Dexter Loomis. Yeah. And Wade Barrett with the great call of the night. What? He's the host? He has... He doesn't talk. He hasn't said a word. He doesn't speak. He hasn't ever said a word. I think it could be quite funny. Um, there's an element of Dexter Loomis's character I enjoy. I'm not particularly into his wrestling, but I'm kind of okay. It's New Year's Evil. They're doing another sort of spooky theme. Kind of okay with Dexter Loomis just hosting by staring into a just camera. Staring. Um, Andrew and I were saying on our Impact review yesterday about how we enjoy Johnny Swinger for being used briefly. We find him very funny. Just don't want to see him wrestle. Kind of feel sort of that way with Dexter Lewis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, curious choice. I, I think it could be entertaining. Yeah, I, I, we'll see how, what he does. It's going to be him not talking and maybe getting in beef with set, setting up another st- feud for him or something. Hopefully it's not Grimes again, stretching that out. Way no, too long. no, no, please. No. Yeah. So uh, a little video for Finn Balor, who's like, Kyle, you broke my jaw and you still lost in three weeks. We'll see in a rematch. And they kind of advertise the two main matches again, Kyle and Finn and Priest and Cross. And then another announcement of the Very Gargano Christmas, which actually shows up in the next match, our main event. Now, obviously, you'd think Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, number one contenders would be your main event. I'm kind of 
wondering why, because Tony, our main event right now going to this, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley not knocking because NXT does, in fact, have the best women's division. I think that's exactly why. Um, they were saying it during the match as well about how we have the best women's division, d- division on the planet. And I think maybe when you're, you're kind of head to head against a show that is doing better than you right now, but you know, you've got the, the better women's division, you know, that's one of your strengths. I think that's what they're pushing as kind of the headliners. I so just, it kind of makes sense, but I do think, uh, Kyle and Dunn was the better match. Oh, yeah, 100%. Tony Storm, Maria Ripley, there's a bunch of near falls back and forth. They obviously are playing up the we-know-each-other kind of thing. Uh, there's short-arm Jake the Snake-style clotheslines from Rhea, or Okada-style clotheslines, wrist control from Rhea Ripley. Back from commercial break, Tony is working down on Rhea now. But Rhea comes back with the cravat and knee strikes to the head, the basement drop kick. Tony comes back with a headbutt, knocking each other both laid out here. When they get up, a bunch of transitions, but Rhea locks in the prism trap submission hold. Tony keeps trying to get out of it, which he eventually does, reaches the ropes, and then hits like a low clothesline into Rhea to the bottom rope, and then picks up Rhea Ripley for a German suplex with a bridge for a two count. Ripley comes back with her, like, electric chair face buster thing into the corner. But then it's Raquel Gonzalez who kind of steps in here, kind of getting involved, gets thrown off the side of the apron, almost like thrown away from Rhea. But then as Rhea's got some control here, the referee is distracted. Sorry, it's not uh, Rhea bumps into Tony who knocks into the outside. Yeah. So then Raquel picks up. Rhea and throws her like into the the post and then Tony it allows Tony to hit this like running knee to Rhea Ripley picks up Ripley for the Tyler driver or the sorry Tyler driver driver, (laughs) I guess it could be called that the Tiger driver or the Storm Zero the butterfly power bomb here and Tony Storm pins Rhea Ripley with the assist from Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, this was okay. Um, it didn't blow me away, to be honest. Um, this is one of the things where I, I am a bit confused. I, I kind of want to know the direction for EO because I feel like Rhea, Rhea won war games. She should be the one that is challenging. Raquel won. Sorry, Raquel, uh, rather. Um, she should be the one challenging. I, I don't know what this match was kind of for. Um, and with Tony winning, it feels like she's maybe moving more in that direction. It was an okay match. Um, definitely enjoyed Kyle and Dunn a lot, lot more. Um, yeah, it was, was just serviceable, this one for me. Yeah, this, this was an okay match. I got into, like, I, I think Rhea Ripley, like, we kind of went off a little bit about her, but I feel like she st- she's got it. She's got something. Tony Storm is, is brought into NXT here. She's come back because it feels like maybe she's working on something. She recently turned heel, like, working on this whole character. Rhea Ripley, I feel like it just needs, she needs some fresh, she needs to be somewhere else. I, I agree. And now she's going to fight Raquel again, which, I, which I they did a good job. I mean, is yeah, just, uh, I would have seen maybe, I, I think Raquel versus Rhea will be a good match, but I, I just, I'm kind of curious, what direction are we going to for EO? And Tony just, she do, she just doesn't quite click with me. Um, it's just fine. It's just kind of middle of the road for me. Don't think of promos, anything 
fantastic. I think her look is cool. Uh, like I can see her look like getting her far, but wrestling wise, it just doesn't really blow me away. Um, I, I like her look. Of the road I, 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 I liked a lot of her stuff that we've watched from her before WWE days, like when she was on the indies. I feel like she was more hard hitting, different kind of person, and she's come here and kind of WWE defied her stuff, maybe mm-hmm. toned, slowed down, toned down a bit. Whereas maybe she she seemed more punk rock before. It's like Shotzi fits that character she portrays. She's she is crazy yeah. and out there and balls to the wall. Whereas Tony acts like she is, but she's not. Everyone hits a German suplex. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I just find her bland. Yeah, a little bit. I, and and it's something that I used to be really behind her, but ever kind of seeing like six. It's she. It's like Keith Lee. Keith Lee, like he has the capability to put on these crazy, amazing matches, but. When it becomes that WWE style, it's like just kind of toned down and like everyone else. Uh, and I'm not saying he needs to come back to NXT because I don't – if that's an actual story and all that stuff with Keith Lee, that's ridiculous. Like what? This guy is amazing. But send Goldberg down to, to NXT. Jeez, come yeah. on. <laughs> uh, but Tony Storm, like yeah, I, I actually kind of got into this match. I thought it was great. But uh, it's just kind of now telling us that, hey, Tony won – She's probably not getting a title shot because Raquel won War Games. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is going to be Raquel and Rhea at New Year's Evil. And yeah. you have Io and Tony on that show. And then... But it should be Raquel versus It Io. should be. But maybe that's her. maybe that's the takeover match you go for. Yeah. You I have Raquel beat Rhea. You have Io beat Tony. Sure. And we build to that match perhaps. Sure. Let's go with that. Because that, that maybe stretches it out until the next takeover for Raquel versus mm. Io. So Tony versus... I, I just feel like if I was Raquel, I'd go like, hey, I beat both. I want more games. Oh, I know. Right? Rhea, didn't, Rhea beat Raquel, though, so there's the gripe there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, In I see match. that. All right. So, does maybe check out. Yeah. But still, uh, I thought uh, out of every – this episode was way better. And, and starting off with a hot tag team match definitely puts you in the right mood. I really like that match, but I would say the – Pete Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly match tonight stole the show for me. Was this is what I want out of my Wednesday night wrestling? Is a great match between two killers. Absolutely, I, I really think that opening segment sets the tone for the rest of the night for me. For me, it puts me either in a good mood or a or a bad mood. And last week it put me in a bad mood. This week it it set the tone and it was great opener. Then you had at the halfway point a really hot three segment match. Yeah, and the main was fine, and you had good promos. Today it was the Indy Hartwell Shotzi was the only thing that kind of pissed me off tonight. Um, rest was a pretty good show, I thought. I think we're going into the right direction. I- I'm obviously saying f- uh, Finn should lose to Kyle, and Kyle being the champ, being the guy here. But I- that's me fantasy. I think Finn versus Cross is definitely another the the battle of the injured champions. There yep. can only be one Finn and and Cross at like a takeover. I mean, realistically, I don't know why. Okay. Uh, priest called your wife a smoke show but if I came back I'd be like hey I, I won my title and had to forfeit it right away well wait that used to be your name though Okay, that was, that's why he called it that. But right. his great, yeah. What's his? But it's like his I'd just be his, like, hey, Balor's not defended it either. Yeah, he it, got injured and got to keep it. I want my title back. I was injured and I had to give it away. Finn got injured and got to keep it. I should be the champion. I should get a, ch- a chance. Yeah, it should just directly go. And to they're, that. they're clearly gonna go there. Yeah. but it's just. 
I, I mean, the priest match would be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but overall, a fun, a really good episode of NXT. I thought um, best <laughs> best episode ever, ever, <laughs> ever. No, nothing beats Halloween Havoc. Come on, uh, this match I thought was great. The Kyle Pete just stole the show. This was a, a great again. Watch that match if you haven't already. That's what we thought of NXT. From Wednesday, December 16th, let's go to some feedback. Forum.postwrestling.com. Free to sign up and join up for the Post Wrestling Forum there. And we'll see what you guys thought of NXT. We go to Mystery, who says, Hiya, don't care for Austin Theory winning, considering he's... Uh, oh, wait, am I on the wrong one? No, I'm on yeah, the, right on the right one. He says Austin he's, Theory's on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Considering he's a massive creep. Uh, Champa Rust went from way too long, ended up zoning out and playing Yakuza. Uh, Io Shotzi was a complete train wreck of a match. Part of me thinks this awkward trophy DQ was a half-assed beatdown because WWE Mercy killed that match. It was bad. Uh, Tony Rio was fine, but it shows that Tony is well below the, the other women in the division. It wasn't a match I would go back and watch. Tony is really bland and sort of underwhelming compared to the other NXT women, and she had this problem in the indies as well, especially in stardom. Very excited for the triad montage next week. My sources tell me that Boa and Zyle will be forced to watch TNA Victory Road 2018 <laughs> and 2011 over and over next week. I have no idea why, but I'm kind of irritated that WWE figured out that NXT has become the best women's division on the planet, but then both matches tonight flopped or were massively underwhelming in every regard. I would also talk about the TLC this Sunday, but nothing interests me outside of who Asuka's mystery partner is. So mystery not as high up as we are on this episode. We go to Matt from Newfoundland. Didn't watch NXT. Okay, I'll let you're being nice afterwards, so I'll let you continue. <laughs> Rarely do outside of the takeovers, if I'm being honest, but I wanted to take the time to remind everyone that if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. And if you have Twitch Prime, you can subscribe to one Twitch channel a month. What? So do me a favor, link your two accounts and subscribe to twitch.tv forward slash upnextpodcast. It won't cost you anything and it gives the boys a couple bucks. Oh. Hope the show is fun. Well, Thank you very wow, much, Matt. Thank you, Matt. That's I didn't know that. Incredible. I have Prime and didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you want to butcher Jesse's feedback? Oh, Jesse from The Six. <laughs> I definitely have to read his. I don't watch NXT on Wednesday nights because I live in Canada where it doesn't air until Friday night. It's simply impossible to watch here until Friday. Not that impossible, Jesse. The internet fantastic we are his morals yeah he does uh he continues so i can't comment on tonight's show but i do listen to you lads every week and i have a question in recent weeks you've expressed contrition at sounding too negative on the product i don't think having to apologize for anything it's not your job to pump out the tires of nxt but i do wonder about the cause of nxt struggles you both talked about the growing WWE-ification of NXT since they debuted on USA and the formulaic nature of their big matches. But I think there's a third cause for the malaise. Malaise? Malaise. Malaise. Fewer call-ups. We always thought of the call-ups as a problem for NXT, but maybe it was actually helping them stay fresh. NXT has never had to book former champions for extended periods of time. Gargano, Ciampa, and Cole were all legends. It's really weird to, to see them underused, miscast, or simply in the mid-card at all. What do you think of this theory? What do you think of the solution? Take care. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, it's NXT used to be a bit of a conveyor belt, didn't it? You you bring in someone hot from the indie, they have a bit of a run, and then they move uh, they move on to the main roster. And it it's not been that now for a, a couple of years, and I think that is a massive problem with it. As much as I 
love Undisputed Era, Gargano, Champa, and I do worry about how they'll be booked, it has made NXT feel stagnant. Maybe it's a double-edged sword there, because remember, we got our guys pulled up randomly. Like, all of a sudden, we lost Keith Lee. He was our champion, and then it was like, okay, he's gone, leave. And then Matt Riddle, he's gone. It feels like, in ways, it helps, but in other ways, it can hurt it, too, because now they have to rebuild two guys that they were already building. So it does it does cost two things. But, yeah, uh, I feel like maybe it's part of the, the miscatch, but WWE-ifying is definitely something. Like, to watch it and you go, oh, this is WWE. I think... I think the call-ups of those two wouldn't have been so bad if we were having, like, actual crowds again. Um, because you then you can then judge from crowd perception who's hot and who's not. You can get those... Uh, you can still pick up people from the indies a bit more and, and have those front row at takeover appearances and things like that. It's, it's, it's hard. Uh, I definitely think that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, and, and I don't quite know how you'll resolve it. The problem, and I and I say this, and again, tonight's show was great. It felt a bit more fresher than it felt, but it, it was proper. Everything was timed out a little bit better with the, the long match going in the middle there for like three breaks. The opening tag like felt paced at a better pace. It feels like, remember when NXT a few years ago, there was that time with like the Cruiserweight Classic and stuff where they had like imported indie guys and Kota Ibushi showed up and stuff. Kota Ibushi showed up in an NXT house show and wrestled, right? He wrestled on the, NXT TV yeah, as well. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so they did the open door thing with like different promotions and now AEW's kind of doing that and WWE's kind of shot themselves in the foot where they're like, oh, we, we could be doing that, but now it's kind of other people doing How that. about more kind of short-term moves to main roster kind of you, you had it with survivor series last year but forget brand supremacy and stuff like that but have an undisputed era go to smackdown for three months for a program and similarly having people like we we, we do our was next show and you have cesaro comes down and has a little run and a little feud with Sami Zayn, and yeah i think things like that just because you're there doesn't mean you necessarily have to be there forever but it, it all comes down to creative at the end of the day, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. How, how can we make this creative enough? Because the talent's there throughout the whole company, every brand, even 205, you, NXT UK, like talent is there. Definitely. It's just kind of how you're using it. For sure. We go to Eric from Michigan. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Dunn was fantastic, and that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> we will move <laughs> yeah, down you read another one. to Frank Sulo. Uh, oh, it's Fire Frank. Fire Frank. I really liked the heavier focus on in-ring action tonight. Helped start with a strong tag. Agree on Shotzi. She is a star, even if this match seemed pointless. Zaya Boa continues to hold my attention as the weirdest, yet most intriguing angle going. Cross looked like a killer, somewhat pun intended. The way were entertaining. Everize promo time. What is life? Cool to see Rust get so much focus early on. Reed is coming back. Rhea and Tony was decent and continued the feud with Raquel. And of course, Cool Kyle and Peter Dune was fire. Can't wait for the rematch we've been waiting for with Finn. Really enjoyed this episode and looking forward to New Year's Evil as it's shaping up nicely. Shout out to Goldberg versus Matt Martell. Wow. Matt Martell? Matt Martell. He's the guy from Everize. He's the guy not, from Everize. Not the model. Not, not That's Rick. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> or, we got a... <laughs> or, uh, was, it, was it Peter? 
Peter Smile, yeah. our Halloween Havoc watch along. Uh, Hogan Bays. All right, mates. Watch both shows on double screen. Ah, I don't like your kind already. Uh, he says, flicking the volume between, and to be honest, I think NXT had the better show. I'm much more interested in the way now that they have a name and feel like a stable. Gargano Kushida is a great build, but I'd like Gargano to get a few defenses first to build to it. Ke- Ke- Kyle and Pete was great. I'd love to see Pete move up to the card more in 2021. Kyle Finn, too, should be another war. I just hope it doesn't end in injury again. Part of, best part of the show for me was Zaya and Boa's story. I'm so intrigued what's going on there. My only worry is they're making them, uh, I, my only worry is they're making them and the leader look almost too strong. They're killing each other out there. It's like a lot. Not feeling it in NXT in the minute. It's been a bit stagnant, but I also haven't mentioned Cross coming back or Bronson Reed's return pu- being push or anything happening with the women's, this, Grammar. It's happening with the women, which is still fluid at the top. Hopefully 2021 sees a fresh era of NXT back to the heights it used to be because the talent is there across the board. And finally, we go to Crooked Letter 9. Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne shut it down with a takeover level match. The submission counters were so fluid and New Year's Evil got a takeover rematch for free. Put it in my veins. Dexter Loomis becoming the host should be a hoot. I like that word. A hoot! Hoots. Karrion Cross didn't miss a step in his first match in four months. He needs to be in a lengthy match, and I hope Damien Priest gives it to him. I hated that indie Shotzi getting a DQ finish. The opening tag match was very fun, and I hope we get Kashida Gargano down the road. Rhea Tony was a solid main event with Raquel Gonzalez getting the last word. I'm certain that I'll watch Kyle versus Pete again. Yeah, I feel like we could see Kyle versus Pete done down the line. For like a takeover down the, there's, there's totally a story to come back to there. I don't think Kyle's going to win at, at New Year's Evil, but I'm going to push and want him to because I feel like there's more to be told with his story in the next year. That's how I see it. I, I see maybe, yeah, down the line chasing cross for it. I'd be kind of more into that. It, it seems a bit quick for him to just win it, seeing that Finn hasn't really had a chance to cement his reign because of the injury. Um, but I think they're going to have a, a killer match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this little New Year's Evil special uh, in a few weeks here. So we'll be doing, obviously, uh, we'll be doing a post show here, twitch.tv slash podcast for all the post shows of NXT and all the stuff we go live and record these podcasts at. But there is a special this weekend, this Sunday. It's TLC, and I'll be hosting a watch along uh, twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast and this is the time where i quickly run down a card that you have no idea about and get your predictions no i don't know anything i've heard now that asuka's with a mystery opponent okay we'll talk about it all right go hit me so we've got the new day kofi kingston and xavier woods defending the raw tag team championship against the hurt business cedric alexander and shelton benjamin Hurt business. I think it's time to put the title on them. Uh, these guys have been feuding way too long. New Day have been tag champions forever. Sure. Let's have the Hurt Business collect all the gold. We have Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Carmella. Uh, Sasha Banks. <laughs> Carmella looks like she's improved a bunch. So I think this could be an actual quite good match. Um, but Sasha Banks needs to have a lengthy reign with it this time. So I agree with you. Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship in a tables, ladders, and chairs match against Kevin Owens. 
Roman Reigns. But that could be a good match. I think this is going to be a belter. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Roman Reigns goes over, but I think Kevin Owens might kill himself on hopefully on not. this pay per view. Hope he's okay. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the women's tag team championship against an against Asuka and a mystery partner. Okay, is it Lana? What's the so Lana's been taken out? She's been right. injured. Um, so yeah. Uh, who do you see here? I, I can't think of anyone who's maybe Naomi. She hasn't been doing much. I don't know what brand she's on, but who cares? Uh, yeah, I don't. That, that's the only name, unless you bring up someone from NXT, but they all I'd imagine have... you'd, you'd say Liv Morgan. I don't <laughs> Well, she's got a tag. <laughs> yeah, <partner>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grand Metal League. Still need yeah. that 24 documentary on Grand Metal Wait for it. I don't care about Goldberg. <laughs> I want Grand Metal League. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Naomi, and who do you see winning the title here? Naomi, who's the champ? So I don't know. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> yeah, sure, retain. I, I think they know. retain too. Uh, we have The Fiend, Bray Wyatt with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Is there going to be a projection of worms in this match? Uh, I hope so. In that case, Randy Orton. <laughs> if there isn't worms, The Fiend might win. Um, Reverse psychology. Yeah, I think... Who cares? Is this going to be the greatest wrestling match ever match? I mean, I th- that's where I, I kind of feel you're going Randy and Edge again at Mania. So I feel yeah. Randy should maybe win. win this. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the fiend. Randy. Randy, come on. And then we get a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending the title against AJ Styles. Okay, that should be a good match too. I mean, AJ Styles. Uh... So AJ has uh, Omos. Uh, oh yeah, and Miz and Morrison. Oh all my God, on his side for this. Why? It's AJ Styles. It's AJ. Huh? We have one of the best wrestlers in the world. What should we do? I don't know. Give him fucking side characters and pieces, and give, give them the rub. No, shouldn't be that. Uh, AJ should not be in this weird thing. Just oh, I want him to win the title. He's sorry. I think he's been entertaining. I think he, he's good. I it's think just the acts kind of worked. I didn't like him. I loved him in TNA when I watched TNA. He was this X division star and he was amazing. Then years go by and he like had this like Ric Flair heel character and it's like it's so jarring when it's like you're just a good wrestler. Like I I think when AJ's playing heel, uh, I don't mind him with other people. I know what you mean. Like he's yeah. fantastic. Think babyface. Yeah, absolutely on your own. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind it's too much, and it's just stacking the odds against Drew, and obviously uh, the whole Miz and Morrison thing being there is because Miz is your money in the bank uh, holder at the moment. Got you. Okay. Well, uh, I think Drew's retaining, but sure, AJ. Go with AJ. You're going to go with AJ? Yeah, why not? I'll go with Drew, but do you see a cash in? The Miz is still the, the guy? Yeah. Fuck. Sure. No, no. No? No. Uh, I agree. I think Drew McIntyre retains. And then... Doesn't get cashed in? Doesn't get cashed oh, in. Wow. I think Miz will try, because it's a TLC match. Miz will try, but uh, I see Drew still being champion at the end of the night. Um, AEW Dynamite every Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> for your alternative wrestling. What's New Japan? I think it could be an entertaining show. I think the pay-per-views have actually been pretty consistently good with WWE this year. It's just the TV. Mine got. Um, mein Gott? Mein Gott means my God in German. Yeah. Uh, which Francis, we'll you know? hear you talk a lot about German and Austrian and Bavarian <laughs> in 
our Krampus review yeah. out this week. Krampus, the horror Christmas movie, as well as we did a Best Match Ever, Starcade. We have so many shows out. Patreon.com slash up next. $5 a month, North America tier. Gets you access to all the shows we're doing out there. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Another Best Match Ever coming out. All the stuff. But Twitter, Instagram, at Up Next Podcast for all the updates and stuff. Like us, follow us, do all that fun stuff. Support the BDE. And uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, I know it's holiday times. And, uh, you know, whether you're getting to see family or not, uh, we'll be your family and your friends in your ears uh, over the holidays if you decide to listening at any point there. But uh, thank you for listening. Absolutely. And we'd like to finish the show by giving some thank yous to our patrons who help us keep this show free each and every week. So I'd like to shout out oh. Rob McDonald, who will yeah. be joining us this Sunday for TLC. I'd yep. like to shout out Hugh Saunders. Shout out, Hugh. I'd like to shout out brand new patron, Clark Ma. Hey, thank you, Clark. Thank you, Clark. Thanks for subscribing. Clark. Thank you, Robert Rose. Hey, Mr. Rose. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin Anderson. Kevin. Mr. Anderson. I was thinking, Kevin! <laughs> uh, and a shout out to Corey Starkey. Shout out to David M. Shout out to Rob Kramer. Enda Riley and Rami Shahab. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Shout thank out. you so much, guys. And thank you to all of our patrons. And just thank you to all of you for listening every week. Um, yeah, I think that brings us to an end. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening and supporting, even just listening to the show and following and all that stuff, hanging out with our Twitch accounts and YouTubes and all that stuff. It's been a blast. Obviously, you know, People are stuck at home and holidays coming. It's just another day. And uh, I mean it when I say, hey, if you got to put a podcast on and feel like you're hanging out with some friends and stuff, that's what we love to hear. So wherever you may be listening over the next few weeks and all that stuff, we appreciate it. And we're here for you. We are your friends. We mean it. We truly do. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with all the shows. You know where to go. I, myself, Braden Harrington, at the D on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Davey Portman. So... Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I didn't think of any good one today. Well, we were taking care of business. Hey. Hey there. BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.